the first three to five years is building and experimenting and failing, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. Welcome to Music Teacher Wellbeing. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your co-host, Wendy. This podcast is all about health, wealth, and happiness as a music teacher. We get it. Being a music teacher has its own challenges and stresses. So every week, we want to share our stories as teachers. But we also want to talk to you and open up discussions about the common problems we deal with. This podcast is your weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to take your music teaching to the next level. Let's get musical. Welcome everyone to the Music Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Wendy Brentnell-Wood and I'm very, very excited to get the chance to grill Justin Wong about his experience <laughs> as a music teacher and his ideas of well-being. So hi there, Justin. How are you? Hi, I'm feeling pretty good. How are you, Wendy? I'm excellent, excellent. Absolutely excited to hear about your journey as a music teacher. So I'm wondering if you could start by telling us how did you actually get started as a music teacher? How I got started was actually originated from my first part-time job at McDonald's Westfield. So my uh, my coworker at the time, um, she wanted guitar lessons and I said, cool, I've got a guitar as well. I'll show you how to tune the guitar and we'll learn to play some songs. That was my first student. And from there, I started teaching my youth group um how to play guitar um at the church the local church and then it just i think i was just on a walk one day and i the name leaders of rock came and i was like oh maybe i'll move from a music teacher to a music school experience where beginners can go from yeah garage to stage in six months um and have that same kind of kid-like experience that I did when I first started out playing guitar. So Leaders of Rock was born and five, five odd years later and we're here. Were they very odd years, really? Oh, they were definitely, I mean, every teacher has to find themselves a lot in the first year. Um, so definitely, um, but they were very rewarding years. I'm an eccentric person, so by nature that would probably just be odd in general <laughs> um but yeah definitely definitely a few stories and I guess a lot of successes as well uh successes and challenges um I love it I like being the guitar I like being a guitar teacher and a piano teacher at Leo um and yeah I hope that myself and my teachers can uh, move forward as well during these unexpected times and to create a fantastic music school for the future. Lovely. So would you say it was something that you had planned to do to become a music teacher and own a music school? That's very interesting that you say that because I think that on that fateful walk, I'm kind of type. I'm trying. I'm trying to like make this as poetic as possible, but <laughs> it was it was literally on that walk itself um, back in 2000 and yeah, back in 2014. So I think it was more like in five years time or in ten years time. What's my ideal 
day looking like? And I envisioned building a school where I would walk in, rock bands would be playing, um, vinyl would be <laughs> on. I would just go into my office. <laughs> I would teach. Um, and then I'll just check in on the bands after. So I think I definitely wanted a music school. However, I didn't know. And to be honest, I still don't know how, uh, how big I want to go. And I think that's a really big thing for um, musicians and just music teachers in general. Uh, my dream is still to, my dream is still to build a hundred students and we're very, very close. Um, but beyond that, I think it's more, uh, it's more, I guess, up to the market, the first thing. But secondly, is where I am in life. Um, do you want to get married? Do you want to have a kid? Then that kind of influences the vision of the music school as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And have you had any events that have happened along the way that made you know that you've made the right decision to become a music teacher? Hmm, that's a great question. Can't make it easy for you, Justin. That's fine. That's completely fine. Please don't. Um, I think for me, there was one moment that was super, super joyful. And it came from a previous guitar student of mine emailing myself. Hey, there's this um, art center recital that's happening. Um, It's not for profit. And it's called Those Who Rock. Um, here's the email of the organizer. Does your music school want to get involved? And I sort of said, of course. Um, but I never knew what the scale would be like. So it will be 10 of our, and Joseph, Joseph Farrell, um, shout out to him uh, from the Art Center, just came to me. Uh, we started talking and he actually really wanted Leaders of Rock to be part of this event. Um, to bring different types of community groups that play music together on Melbourne Art Centre stage last year in 2019. Wow. So I was like, let's do it. I'll prepare my kids. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And they'll have, they'll, they'll rock out to, um, to a, a good crowd. And I was like, oh yeah, Art Centre, maybe like 200, maybe 300. And then <laughs> we, 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 we got there and... The kids, um, the kids were very excited. We played ACDCs for those who rock, and also we played "You're the Voice" by John Farnham, um, and we played with a live band as well. Um, and so, Wonderful. when we walked out on the stage, we were like, "This is not 200 people." <laughs> the final count was the final count was a thousand actually over a thousand people. Wow! Just sitting in the auditorium, awesome. and we would be like plugging in. And when I, after that gig, that was a very happy gig for myself and the 10 students and teacher Mm. that was there. Um, But when I walked Mm -hmm. out of that gig, I was greeted by my girlfriend right now, um, who, Mm -hmm. uh, when she was still in Australia, um, she was uh, studying to be a barista and that had clashed with her barista course. So I walked out just sweaty gear in hand guitar and amp and then she came and she's like you did a really really great job and hands me this iced lemon tea and I'm like oh (laughs) thank you (laughs) I felt appreciated did you (laughs) I felt appreciated but I do I mean I'll still remember to this day that lemon tea because 
and how good it tasted <laughs> because actually it just capped off a really, really great night. I think that night really made me feel that, okay, I think this is worth investing in, um, not just mm. for myself, um, but I know every day I do think what's the next thing for the kids? What's the next thing for the teachers? Um, yeah. And so moments like that just make you want to go and keep going. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that that's an amazing event to be part of. And I bet those kids were really, really excited when they uh, got to see their parents afterwards and say, look, you know, we were on this big stage and all these thousands of people. I'm a real rock star now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. And have you had the opposite where you've had any events where it's made you think you might be reconsidering your choice? Yeah, absolutely. So it also happened last year. Last year was a massive year, actually. Um, from, uh, so what happened actually made me want to reconsider or just sort of feel the stresses of a music teacher was actually mm-hmm. when I had to let someone go, let a teacher go for my company. Um, and oh, so it's never good. Yeah. I think that uh, it, it was just very clear that we were not a right fit. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that the nerves that you do feel before you have to reject and terminate a position is, yeah, it, it, it can keep you up at night a lot. Absolutely. Well, you're responsible for somebody else's, um, their, either their income or their, you know, their mental health and the way they look at themselves. There's so much that is involved in employing or, or contracting people, no matter what the work is. So it is a big responsibility having any sort of staff. I totally get you there. Absolutely. So, mm. and I can still remember after, after her shift, sitting down at the dining table with the other teacher next to me and just say, I'm just saying, I'm really sorry, but I have to let you go and you're going to leave this school effective immediately. (laughs) Mm -mm. Um, Mm. And so um, the initial reaction, I think, was a little bit upset, Um, but Mm -hmm. we, we are in good professional terms now. And so... That's good. Yeah. Uh, I guess like one one thing that I guess after that meeting, I sat down with my fellow teacher next to me and I was like, oh, this is so stressful. I don't think I, because um, you do trust, yeah, you, 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 you trust someone with students. Um, and so um, to be able to just evaluate the performance and see, see that it's not the right fit and to say goodbye at the the goodbye is always really, really hard. Um, so thankfully he was yes. there to sort of support me and um, the other teacher was there to support me and we've moved forward ever since. Good. And are there other things that you found very stressful about being a music teacher other than managing staff? My staff right now are fantastic. So actually they're quite easy to man- manage. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, yes. In general terms. Yes. Or I think. Oh, boundaries have been omnipresent, just like the whole testing of my own creative boundaries and also my teacher boundaries. So what I mean by that is working overtime, 
when I need to <laughs> always takes a really big stressful toll the next day and this week um, at the recording of this episode uh, Melbourne has now moved to the third step of restrictions so to really uh, manage all of the student the parent inquiries uh, and get really really clear on the rules uh, I think that just knowing how much I can push myself in the burning the candle at both ends, whether it's, whether it's after working after 11 PM or whether it's working before 7 AM. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's very rare, but when it does happen, it can be very stressful, just working over time, not enough sleep. Um, and also just making sure um, and actually not drinking a lot of water and not and losing yes. and having a shortness of breath I'm definitely finding um, and, and usually I'm quite sprightly with my with with how my tone is but my voice is really really hoarse today um, just by <laughs> essence of just like fatigue so I think I, I really look forward to these chats and just chats where I can just step back, take perspective and be like, this is abnormal. Um, and if it's an unhealthy habit, you can definitely change it. You can always change your habits. Exactly. Acknowledging that there's a problem or an issue that's not going as smoothly as you want is often the first step. And then working out what is the best step forward is the next thing. So what is the, the way that you then look after your own well-being as a music teacher so this some t- I, I i'm very afraid of my alarm clock which is an analog alarm clock not <laughs> act- actually running out of battery when i have to go to work so from monday so i think the the easiest answer to say this is screen time um so actually reducing my screen time just before i go to bed um, and just building mm-hmm. in different mechanisms. So uh, at this recording, I'm still working at a primary school teaching Chinese. So for Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, I would have two alarms going, which is my phone and the <laughs> alarm as well. Um, but mm-hmm. I get to sleep in, thankfully, on Fridays and yeah, Fridays and Sundays and Mondays. So on those days, I would turn my phone off completely mm-hmm. um, and there will be, and I would, yeah, I would only like Skype from bed. I wouldn't, yeah, I would only Skype from bed in my really, really busy days. I wouldn't have the whole 15 inch or yeah, or 13 inch laptop out to actually blind my eyes. I'd heard that you're better off not having any technology in your bedroom at all. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. That's something I definitely. Maybe that's the next step. <laughs> that's that's definitely the next step. I think. Apart from that, I think that to manage stresses in like towards the weekend, I like to go for a run. I like to go um, for walking in nature, and so that's been really, mm-hmm. really useful to do something that's yeah not musical um but still um evidently type a so (laughs) you're still achieving (laughs) something but you're also getting (laughs) mindful at the same time so it's really that sort of 
win it's a win-win hobby to do running and you can go to so many places excellent so last question for you then for today if you were looking back at yourself just starting out as a music teacher so that could be from now or it could be in, in the future have you got any advice for yourself that you would give yourself as a beginning music teacher it's a marathon not a sprint and I sorry, I, I, I plaster that a lot in my Facebook when I talk about well well being and just teaching in general. It's the first few years, I would say like yeah, the first three to five years is building and experimenting and failing. And it's a marathon, not a sprint, by which is like learn from every mistake. I guess, yeah, take the mistake for what it is. Not too personally, but also don't skim over it. Learn the full lesson. Sit with the pain if you have pain attached to that lesson. And yeah, move forward. I think definitely teaching music is a marathon and we should take it in little steps day by day. And also just make sure we're um, enriching the other parts of our life. For example, for me, it's play playing of music um and it could and reading and and netflix and running um i think that those sort of parts of your personality is quite important as well when you're talking with friends um because some of them um may love music but may not know what it's like to have that teacher lifestyle as well sounds like you've got all sorts of good plans there to keep yourself being well looked after whilst your journey as a music school owner continues to develop. So thank you for all of that. Uh, It's very interesting to hear about your journey and how you manage yourself so that you can continue to grow your school and yourself and be healthy. Thanks, Justin. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like to get onto this podcast, please contact us via the email in the show notes below. We would love to talk to you about your stories as a music teacher and build awareness for what is a really important topic in our space. Stay well. Stay musical. We'll see you in the next episode.